0: Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app, whether that's Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, or any of the others. Also, we're on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every day at 7 p.m. Also, my new show on OnsideRadio.com. Ira Winderman will be in studio with me. Tomorrow at 10 30. So that should be interesting. So make sure you check that out. That's onsideradio.com. You can find the five reasons sports show on all the same podcast apps. You can find five on the floor. Also, five reasons sports.com for all the latest articles by Brady Hawk before the events actually occur. Also check out the great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. This is what actually Brady should be doing since he knows what's going to happen, but this is my bookie. Go to mybookie.ag. It's that time of year when divisions are decided, champions are crowned and legends are born. It's the time For the NFL playoffs, you waited and watched all year as your team rose to the top or in the Dolphins case fell just short, but now it's your turn to win big. You've heard the name just about everywhere. My bookie. They're the industry's leading online sportsbook and casino. It's not hard to understand why they've got thousands of lines to bet on and all your favorite sports. They do have the most props. It's not even close. NFL, NBA, college ball, MMA, soccer, everything They have all of it. Take advantage of my bookies prop builder and live in-game betting. That's the most fun because you get to make up for your mistake where every single run, throw and touchdown is another chance for you to put cash in your pocket. Visit their mobile friendly website today. Get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. Just use the promo code five on the floor, F-I-V-E on the floor when you make your first deposit. The best part is they make it simple with a variety of ways to deposit instantly, including credit card, bank transfer, Bitcoin and more. Whether you're at home or on the go or on your laptop or on your phone, it's not too late to make your New Year's resolution, a resolution to get paid. Bet, win, and get paid. Use the code 5 on the floor, spell it out at mybookie.ag. And now, today's emergency episode.
1: One, two,
2: three, four, five on the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick. With Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander,
1: part of the Five Reasons Sports Network.
0: All right, Ethan Skolnick back here. I'll remember my name now. Ethan Skolnick back here on five on the floor. We've got more than a full crew tonight. We've got Greg Sylvander. We've got Alex Toledo. We also have Adam Barai. You can follow him at Clutch. What is it? Clutch, Adam, NBA right now. Is that what you're going with, Adam? Yep, that's it. Okay, that's it, and I said your name correctly this time, so that's the first time. All right, we're coming to you on an afternoon. We were not anticipating doing this, although after James Harden um, turned in one of the laziest performances I've ever seen yesterday because he basically out-Jimmy-Jimmy, which is what we talked about uh, for the past couple of months, and then basically just walked off the podium, you know, dropped the mic and didn't want to be in Houston anymore, made it very clear publicly. He has been traded. So here is the trade, uh, first reported by Woj and Shams, but here's what the deal looks like. The Rockets get, this is, the Rockets give up James Harden, okay? This is what they get. Victor Oladipo, remember him? I can't pronounce Rodion Kurech's name. Can somebody do that for me, please?
2: Rodion Cooch, I believe.
0: Gracias, Alex. Appreciate it. Dante Exum, I did not know he was still a thing. Four unprotected first-round picks. Unprotected first-round picks. Brooklyn, 2022, 2024. 2026 milwaukee 2022 and four unprotected first round pick swaps in 21 23 25 and 27 so four pick swaps four unprotected picks three of them from brooklyn one of them from milwaukee the nets they get james harden the pacers for giving up oladipo they get karis lavert the calves who got involved in this is the fourth team. We've always told you there would be multiple teams involved, not just two, but maybe three or four. There were four. The Cavs get Jared Allen, very good big from the Nets, and Tarion Prince. Okay. We're going to start with Adam. Take us through this process because you have some insight. We've talked a lot on the strings. Uh, We've been talking about this much. You were the first anywhere, anywhere. Nobody's giving you credit. You were the first anywhere to talk about Harden's displeasure with Houston. It got worse. He got out, but you have told us that a trade like this could have happened a while ago. Explain.
1: So I believe around a month ago when we had a bunch of Brooklyn Nets reporters saying that a Brooklyn deal was on the finish line between James Harden and the Nets. I later found out that that was in fact true. That prior to the season beginning, James Harden and Kevin Durant were actually celebrating a trade to Brooklyn. And that the fact that James Harden never had an agent screwed the whole deal up. And I don't know how James Harden could have screwed it up, but a deal to Brooklyn was done in the eyes of James Harden. It was done to the point where he was celebrating at a club with, with Kevin Durant. So this deal was always in the works, but the fact that it broke apart, led other teams into the picture teams like the heat teams, like the Sixers. So I do believe that since this deal has been completed now, the Nets were always trying to get James Harden at the price that they wanted him at. But it came to a point where the Nets said, okay, we need to get James Harden in our building. Enough is enough. We need to finish this deal now. So in the end, James Harden goes to where he wanted to go. I believe that Philly was originally where he wanted to go and the Kevin Durant-Brooklyn-Nets thing was a little overhyped. But nonetheless, he still ends up in... At least one of his two preferred destinations.
0: All right. So Adam, let's follow on this. And I'm gonna bring Greg and Alex in on the ramifications and all the rest of that stuff. Okay, the Heat were in the mix on this thing. Um Harden was interested in in the Heat were one of the teams he was interested in coming to. Obviously, the Heat right before the season kind of called off the dogs, at least publicly. You know, there was You know, the the tweets that went out from, I guess, four beat guys. Okay, obviously a text string of some kind (laughs) that I was not invited to because we were out front on a lot of this stuff. We were kind of thrown under the bus. Uh, I understood why they did it, because, you know, you don't want your players going into the season, kind of looking over their shoulder, wondering what's going to happen. And also, if it was a leverage play in any way, it makes sense to say that you're out because the Rockets were asking for too much. How much were the Rockets asking for from the Miami Heat?
3: I mean, from, from everything that I've heard, and I tried to do some recon on this when the when the Shams news dropped today about Miami's involvement and if they still were interested and, and that kind of thing. And I, I got a definitive no, they were out. And obviously, that looks like that, that's, that was accurate. Um, but it, it came down to that there was um, essentially a certain amount of draft capital, ca- draft capital, excuse me, or a superstar player that um, Houston wanted. But I think the draft capital was actually the real driving factor here. And for Miami to match that, um, or match the superstar talent that they maybe could have acquired from Philadelphia, it it didn't mean that they were gonna lose one of the guys or two of the guys or three of the guys. It was going to be all of them and all of the picks and absolutely everything. And I just don't think Miami Miami was willing to go there. Um, so you know, obviously on to the next one. Okay, now we talk about all of them, just so let's
0: clarify because this is stuff that we've been talking about on our threads for months and hinting at and sometimes reporting. But all of them basically meant Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, who the Heat did not want to include, Precious Achua, KZ Akpala, Kendrick Nunn the contracts of Olinick and of Iguodala to make the thing work okay which might have been shipped somewhere else in a multi-team trade because i don't know that Houston would have had a lot of value for them and then ultimately as you mentioned picks right adam and i'm going to bring out alex in after this but adam that's your understanding that was essentially not what the heat was offering but what yeah, Houston that's, wanted that's
1: what Houston wanted for a deal to be done that day and miami just didn't want to we all know what i wanted i would have done but
0: what you, want to, what you would have done is totally irrelevant to this particular discussion. Right. We will get into that another time. You will have time for that. Uh, I just want to get into the specifics of why it happened and why it didn't happen. All right, so Alex.
2: Can I ask a question of, of Adam, by the way? Yeah, yeah Alex,
1: jump in. Mm-hmm.
2: So was it also three picks and three pick swaps? Or was it a deal like that? Do you happen to know that?
1: Well, that's the other thing, pick swaps too. All the pick swaps, all the picks from OKC that OKC has, it's everything.
2: That's relevant. Oh.
0: Yeah, I mean that's. I mean you're talking about everything basically. I mean Houston wanted everything. Um, I, I and that that was. I, I, understand Adam. And again, I debate, maybe for here, maybe for another time. And I, you would have done it. I, I, to me, it's just there was a line, <laughs> where you couldn't cross it. Now, final thing on this, and then we're going to evaluate the trade. Adam, do you think there was any opportunity after the Heat? backed out because so much was asked for that they could have jumped back in because there was these circumstances over the past couple of weeks where it was sort of looked like it was becoming untenable for Houston. Brooklyn didn't get off to the best start. I know they've got the Kyrie situation that we're going to talk about. Uh, Didn't seem like Daryl Morey wanted uh, Well, Adam, you believe that Morey offered Simmons, correct?
1: Yeah. He offered him up to the last second and up until Woj basically said, no, he's going to the nets. Simmons was offered. Okay. All
0: right. So in light of all that, was there ever in your view and whatever the heat said publicly, was there ever in your view or your reporting an opportunity for the heat to get back into this at some lower price point?
1: No, I don't think so. I think if they wanted James Harden, it was, it was all or nothing. So I I don't, I don't think there was any price point that they could have jumped into and, and been able to get James Harden.
0: Okay. All right. Let's get to the next part of this. The trade itself. Uh, We've talked about Oladipo a lot, too. I I don't know that anybody really had Oladipo being part of this thing. Vic got off to a really good start this season. I think some of – I had some regrets about maybe the Heat not getting in on him uh, when they had the opportunity. I know, Alex, you were kind of at the forefront of that, believing that Vic was going to kind of salvage things. Let's look at the returns for the three teams here. Um, In your view, Alex, I'll start with you, how did Houston do?
2: So this one was weird for me, especially – that you brought up the, the Depot angle. Cause that's what made it weird. Right. So I think I'm trying to look at this deal and I completely understand why they would do, you know, the four picks and four pick swaps. Like that's a hell of a way to start off a rebuild, especially when they've traded so many. So in reality, and, and uh, we've seen some of it broken down by the way that a couple of those, and like you said earlier in the pod, what is it? Milwaukee and Brooklyn that they're getting from. So those might be some late picks, but regardless, it is a hell of a way to rebuild and they gave away like what, four first round picks to, to get some of the guys that they got. Was it, did they trade four first round picks to get Russ? They dumped so Have that right? With, yeah, well, or,
3: or three, yeah. but otherwise your, your point stands. They're restocking the cabinet essentially. Yeah.
2: So I get that part for sure. They had to do it. Like they just wasted so much of it during the Harden era and they had to do that. Right. But the Oladipo part is weird to me because they had Levert who is two years younger than Oladipo, mm-hmm. who is cost controlled by the way, for the next couple of years, I was just looking at it. And uh, it's like around 17, 18 million a year. And Oladipo is a free agent this summer, and he's going to expect something close to whatever his max is. And it's going to be significantly more expensive than Karis Levert, who, again, is two years younger. So that part doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The only thing that really stands to reason is that maybe they let him walk. But I don't understand because the thing yeah. with Toma for well, well, let is- me
0: throw this at you, Alex. Let me throw this at you. Could they trade him?
2: That's OK. So that's where I wanted to get uh, with and, you guys.
0: And, and and that's potentially where I mean, he's an asset um, and that's potentially where the Heat could get back involved in this picture if they wanted to. And you also have P.J. Tucker sitting there also on that roster. Yep. Greg,
3: is that a target that would make sense now for Miami? On March the 4th, yes. I mean, there's mm-hmm. obviously going to be some restrictions related to the timing on that, right? But yes, I, I do. I found it curious, just like Alex did about bringing in Depot. It you either think that you're about to max him out and he's not going to be able to turn down that max offer to stay there, um, which feels like a weird thing to do when you're kind of rebuilding. Why
2: would they? like um, we right. know that for yeah. so cheap they have wall there making a super max. Yeah, like, It's no. just going to be an expensive, barely a playoff team. Like it just, it doesn't, something's off there.
3: So so then option two is you're going to reroute him to another team and you felt that he was a better uh, asset to reroute than maybe the guy that you were getting. Um, And then the other one is that you just want whoever it was off of your salary cap as soon as possible. And that happened sooner with Depot than it did with Levert. Um, I think it's probably a combination of all of that. I found the trade to be like from a draft capital perspective, great for Houston. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it's weird unless like if they flip Depot and they get a nice package from him, I, I would suspect as they get closer to the deadline, they're going to go fishing for teams that Oladipo will be willing to agree to an extension mm. when he's dealt and that will kind of narrow down the list and get see, see who's really serious about it. And that's the way that they're going to acquire some assets in return for a guy like Oladipo after March 4th.
0: Well, here's the other thing about it, Greg. We know that Houston likes some of the Heat's players because they wanted all of them, <laughs> right? So, I, you know, again, I, I, a lot of this is whether or not the Heat wants Oladipo, but, and I, you know, I've reported, we've all reported they weren't thrilled with the way Oladipo conducted himself against them in the playoff series. They were not impressed by it, Uh, but he has played pretty well this year and he does give them some of what they need. And we'll have another conversation maybe about, we need to do a whole pod about Tyler because obviously, you know, a lot of this was about Tyler and I don't want to get into it too much here, but but yeah, I mean that's that's a conversation that we probably should have. All right, let's get to let's get to part two of this. Okay, the next part is the Houston part. I, I mean that that's the first thing that jumped out to me. Why do they need Oladipo? Like, are they, they got building no
3: prospects? I I just can't let it go. They got no like I don't right. consider the guys that they got Exum and the guy that Ethan. Campbell no, Exum's announced.
0: not a prospect anymore. Like, been-
3: th- these are not prospects. So all they literally did that for was draft capital. Unless you're really planning on having some equitable time with. Depot, but that's so the that's, other thing,
0: Greg, if, if there were if the
3: idea is draft capital
0: and you're looking so many years down the road, then there is no use for Oladipo because the, the, right. the, the clock on Oladipo and wall is nowhere near the clock for those players who some of them are in like sixth grade right now. Like that's. That's the part. uh, There, there's another trade coming from Houston. They're not done, and and I'm with you. I mean, that owner is not going to pay Victor Oladipo the max. He's just not. Like it's it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And 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 all of this has felt like a means to another end. All right, you know what? We're going to talk about the other two parts of this in a second. Want to talk about a great sponsor? The Five Reasons Sports Network. You can find them at FiveReasonsRealtor.com. Do you know that now is the best time to sell a house in South Florida? As prices are at record levels, your property's probably worth a lot more than you realize. If you're interested in finding out how much. Reach out to the guy who does a value play segment with us, a big Heat fan. He's even got Heat in his email. Let me recommend that you consult Eric Brown at fivereasonsrealtor.com. That's F I V E, reasonsrealtor.com, the official real estate advisor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Eric's a real estate professional with several years of experience representing clients from all walks of life. He's got a Wharton School Business Education makes them uniquely qualified at identifying property value, negotiating on your behalf and providing an unmatched level of service. If you're considering selling, buying a home in South Florida, or you just want to chat about heat ball, contact Eric at 305-967-9089. That's 305-967-9089 or go to 5 If he can't help you, he'll recommend someone who can find out what his specialized professional business approach can do. For no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago,
0: Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. of the five reasons sports network. All right, let's get to the rest of the trade Um, real quick here. The Pacers basically sub out Victor Oladipo and that expiring contract and a guy who made it pretty clear he didn't want to be there last year, but played pretty well. For Karis LeVert, who jumped out in the bubble, um, still a relatively young player. He's kind of entering his later 20s, but he's a relatively young player. And he has scored really well, especially since Dinwiddie and Kyrie. You know, Kyrie's gone on sabbatical again, and Dinwiddie got hurt. Um, what do we think? I'll start with you again, Alex. What do we think of the idea of the Pacers, who looked like a pretty damn good team so far, whenever they get TJ Warren back? So bonus has been great. Uh, the coaching seems to have unlocked them a little bit. What do we think of Karis LeVert in for Victor Oladipo? It's
2: a pretty clean fit. And like I said before, uh, it's cost controls for them. And I think there were some, there were some worries there about, uh, their ownership wanting to pay all those guys, so I think it's just going to be kind of a nice little uh, tax cut for them. And not that I care about what they pay or not, but I just think that's probably part of the reasoning of why they did it, because they get somebody who can be an Oladipo replacement, who's a good player. And I think he's going to be a very good fit with what they're doing, right? Like they're running a lot of Sabonis uh, as like their their Bam, but I think at an even higher usage. And I think Lavert fits perfectly around that. And you know, he's got Brogdon next to him. They've got Warren. They've got Miles Turner. I think they've got a nice team there. Like they've obviously had a good start. So I think uh, the Pacers as well as the Nets obviously came out as, uh, as winners in this.
0: Adam, your thoughts on it and the Pacers involvement in it.
1: I think the Pacers won the whole deal to be quite honest. Me too. They traded an expiring that wasn't going to stay there in Victor Oladipo for three more years of a young cost controlled asset in Chris Karris liver. I don't know how they were able to do this. I do not like this deal for Houston If they had kept Karras and Jared Allen, I would have liked the deal a little bit more. Uh But the fact that they just gave them away—I mean, the Cavs had to give up a Milwaukee first (laughs) for Jared Allen. Yeah, I I just don't. don't They won. They did
3: well too, but Indy specifically, I feel like Lavert is going to fit in great there. You look at his stats this year: 18 and a half a game, uh, six assists. I mean, like he is the perfect um, complement to Brogdon in the backcourt. Um, a lot of this stuff that they do with Turner and Sabonis, I think he's just going to be a perfect fit there. And he's kind of like an under the radar guy that they can cultivate. And that's like an indie project. Uh, I, I don't know. I really love that fit. Well, well,
0: in the same, in the same way that, even though he's the second overall pick Oladipo was kind of that, I mean, because You're Oladipo right. had been diminished by, you know, Orlando, he really didn't jump out. Okay. See, he was better, but he was the, you know, he was the consolation prize for Paul George and, You know, I will say this about Indy. They they do a really good job of this. Like Pritchard, that whole group, like that they do a really, I mean, you know, you give up Paul George and you get Oladipo and Sabonis, you know, a trade that a lot of people hated at the time. Um, I like this one for them also. And again, we'll get into sort of, you know, pecking order in the East as we go forward. But I think, you know, once Warren's back, that starting lineup in Indy is really good. Like I, I, I think we have to start thinking about Indy as a serious threat uh, in the Eastern conference, like we talk about some of the others, but let's get to the nets uh, because I think a lot of people would say they're the big winner. Now the Kyrie thing, I will not be surprised guys. I said this before the season, if Kyrie retires at some point, I'm not going to say that let like Stephen a Smith says that he should retire. It's not my place to tell him what to do, but it does not seem like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem committed to this thing in any way. And, and he's already leaving Nash hanging. you got all the other issues with it. Um, Adam, how much did the Kyrie situation in your view, play into them making the move for Harden now?
1: I think it had a little bit to do with it because we don't know when Kyrie is coming back, but I don't think the nets were thinking just about the short term for this deal. I think they were looking, okay, when Kyrie does eventually come back, what is this team going to look like? But I don't think they were motivated to do this deal right now, solely on the fact that Kyrie Irving isn't with the team, but it is something to mention. It is an issue. It's a distraction for the team right now, but I don't know. I, I I just don't see the nets making a deal of this magnitude with Kyrie Irving as the, as the main picture behind it,
0: Greg, they were able to keep, um, some pieces here that they, they were able i mean the picks of the picks and the nets have done this you know i mean this is like generational with the nets they did it for for old kg and old pierce and it didn't end up working out all that well because as we know heat and five right so that didn't work out that well um sean marks is a much more astute general manager than the guys that they had in there before um I, so then billy king or the guys who made that trade he's not a dumb guy He comes from the san antonio system he was weird with the heat did a great job rebuilding that thing um they didn't have to give up joe harris but they did give up Allen they've lost Dinwiddie for the season they don't know where the hell Kyrie is um and now they've given up Lavert. I mean does this elevate I mean Durant is Durant okay and he's come back as Durant but what are you expecting from them
3: Greg well you know at face value they're the best team in the east they're their favorite and everyone should um definitely look at the top heavy part of that roster and think about how the hell are we going to defend that in a 7 game playoff series there's no doubt about that but um has anyone ever seen a super team um crumble in year 1 because certain things don't go exactly right and there's co- you know um chemistry issues or uh defensive issues or or just w- you never know what happens and and Yes, we have because we witnessed the big three era and there was many other instances of such. So I just think like to crown them as the Eastern Conference champions, I'm not ready to do all that. I think that they have a lot to work out in terms of from a defensive perspective how that's gonna shake out. I still am trying to figure out a a team that can defend those three guys competently. I don't know that there's three players on one roster that can defend those three guys competently, but who knows what's up with Kyrie. Like, what if Kyrie doesn't come back? Then like that shakes up where we rank Brooklyn. So, I mean, I, I just think that ultimately, yes, it looks great on paper but we've seen paper teams go down the drains many times.
0: Well, and also some of the moves they made in the offseason, like picking up Landry Shamit and others, it seemed like they were preparing for a move like this, where they would have to give up some of that depth in the backcourt. You know, at first weekend, we thought they'd give up Dinwiddie. Alex, um, Durant, Harden, Westbrook did not win a title together uh, with the Now they were at a different stage, um, obviously, and they lost to, you know, it, it, you, know, you know, one of the great teams. I mean, the, that Heat big three team is one of the great teams of the, of the past 20 years. Um, Harden is a better player now. He's, he's a little bit different, obviously, than he was before. He's a better player. I mean, Durant has come back kind of as that Durant. Um, and Kyrie, if he's healthy, gives you, you know, uh, you know the electricity that Westbrook did. But I mean, not healthy, but I mean sort of healthy in the mind uh, in terms of, of wanting to actually be there. Um, how do you see them fitting together?
2: That's the thing, right? Like, I honestly can't tell you how it's going to work. Like, I think they're all going to have to buy in and, you know, really get that ball moving, right? And I'm not talking about having some, some sort of egalitarian motion offense with those three guys. Like, it's not I, – I think that's more ideal than, than anything, right? I'm just talking about a way to make it all work, right? And I think that's – they have to all buy in because I, I don't think it's going to be the your turn, my turn thing. I think that's kind of – I don't like the way that we've kind of made it a black and white Thing. like I think they're going to be able to make it work do I think they're going to win the championship I don't know I think they up their chances I think they're firmly the best team in the east as far as paper like Lay said I still got to see what happens in the playoffs I still got to see how they look on the court but it's just going to be really really tough to eliminate a team with those types of weapons in a playoff scenario when those types of weapons get amplified right like we've seen what Kyrie can do as the second star and now he's going to be the third and uh, Harden is you know 20 times the player he was in OKC who, who put up like 13 a game in the finals that year. Like obviously, uh, you know, he's got to get back in shape and all that. And we and the Kyrie thing is a real is a real factor because we don't know what's going to happen with him. And listen, I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to try to defend him or anything and what's going on with him and his team. I just don't know the motives. So I don't want to say anything positive or negative about Kyrie. I just don't know what's going to happen. Right. Like if he's going to be there or not. And that obviously affects what happens on the floor either way. I feel like they're probably going to be the favorite just because of having Durant and Harden on your team That's and it. Durant just, mm. he's already That's back. It. He's already yeah, he's back. back. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> that, so that, they, they had just himself, enough depth.
3: Yeah, exa- like Durant by himself makes me fear Brooklyn more than if they had Harden and Kyrie as a duo, you know, no and, and Durant was not a part of the conversation. Like, Greg, this what's LeBron
0: the- thinking right now? What do you think?
2: Um, I mean, because, because it's
0: always about LeBron. I mean, you got to go through LeBron and AD and he,
3: he, you know what, um, like I can pick LeBron's brain. I sound like a total idiot. I mean, I used to be
0: able to, but not anymore, but yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. Um, I think that he probably still thinks he can beat this team. I just have the feeling that with Davis and with the additions that they have, he's not scared of them. I think that there's certain elements of Kyrie and a defiance that Kyrie brings to a LeBron James matchup that I think maybe could lean in the Nets favor, but where the hell is Kyrie Irby? so <laughs> right. like until we get that shit ironed out I don't know how much we can really do the matchup thing
0: and here's the other thing uh, and then you're going to do a guts check and then we're going to close but uh, the 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 crazy thing about this you mentioned Kyrie and the defiance there Harden not sort of stepping up I mean the NBA I don't think has ever wanted a finals more than they're going to want this finals like this is, I mean there is no chance that the Heat Philly Boston Nobody's getting a call in the playoffs. Nobody. It's just it. This is the series that they they want: Clippers, Lakers, in the Western Conference Finals, and they don't care who Brooklyn plays in the East. They want this matchup because now. I mean, not only do you have New York and LA, you got Durant and LeBron, you've got Kyrie and LeBron, and all the rest of this. All right, I'm gonna let. We're gonna go to a guts check here in a second, then we're gonna close. Adam, just any closing thoughts about this
1: whole situation? Philly and Milwaukee are gonna beat this Nets team as currently constructed. They wow. don't have any big men on this roster.
2: You said Philly? And so, so is Embiid,
1: Miami. Embiid is going to devour DeAndre Jordan. I don't I don't agree with you guys with this overwhelming comparison with the Lakers and the Nets, because I don't even know if they're going to get to the finals just off of Philly. Because I, th- I think Embiid will destroy this team, as currently constructed. And, and you beat even them four they, out of seven
2: times, even with him doing that, though?
1: No, but even... Even with even if the Nets go to the finals, I think Anthony Davis is going to destroy this Nets team. This team is small. I I don't I just don't see it with them.
0: Well, no, but 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 they can There's still time to do something in that regard. They don't have any pick capital, but there's still time. There's buyout guys. Uh, There's other guys that are may ask out. There there are things that they can do. They They have all their second rounders. Okay, they don't have a lot. Right. Okay. So, I mean, they can get a second round. They can get functional players. Um, to me, they would have been better off if they could have gotten a PJ Tucker back in the trade, something along those lines to give them, you know, a, a real front player it. and who could, def- who could defend. Right. And maybe the heat will. And, and again, I, I would watch Tucker and Oladipo in Houston. I, I just think that's, if you're Miami, you're looking at what your needs are right now. Like that might do it. But again, what do you have to give up? All right. We're just going to give. we're going to cede the floor to Greg here. That's it. When we come back, uh, before we do I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. You break wheel fix. It's a wheel repair and refinishing company located in North Miami with 15 years of experience. They fix bent, cracked wheels, damage, damage on the streets of South Florida. They got fast turnaround times on most repairs. They got the coolest Instagram account. Check it out. Go to you break wheel fix. It's you break wheel fix. They offer complete refinishing back to factory standards, but also on that IG account, you'll see like they have a 5,000 different finishes to customize the look of your wheels, including the vice colors. So don't spend money on wheels when you can renew them at Ubrake Wheel Fix. Ubrake Wheel Fix offers a full line of custom wheels and tires for every vehicle application. They offer in-house repair and a complete vehicle customization. So call Mark and everybody else there at Ubrake Wheel Fix today at 305 748 0112 or online again at youbreakwheelfix.com or check them out on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Yelp. Mention five reasons. This is the big thing. You get 15% off anything you do there, refinishing, repair, coding, whatever it is you want to do, 15% off if you mention five reasons sports. All right, here we go. The rest of us are going to be silent here. It's time for a guts check.
1: I think everybody needs to get a grip. You got to stay together if you got the guts and you don't find the first door and run out of it. There are no obstacles. There's no obstacles. All there are are accusations and opinions. We have done this since 1995. We'll find out what we're made of here. If you got the guts. Guts, guts, guts.
2: This is Guts Check with Greg Silvander.
3: Okay, so upon the announcement of the James Harden trade to Brooklyn today, um, my Twitter timeline was filled with a variety of Heat fans, some very disappointed, some disgruntled, some uh, willing to move on. It was a mixed bag, but there is a very loud contingent of folks that um, are operating under the assumption that uh, the heater done that there's no way that they're going to be able to field a roster that can compete with what Brooklyn has and that it's a reoccurring theme of all these players being available in Miami missing out on them whether you know it be uh, James Harden or um, the last three guys that they missed out on and coming from somebody who really loves transactions listen I used to call in. To- the Ed Kaplan show and ask if the Heat were gonna trade PJ Brown for Derek Coleman. I used to watch whether they were gonna sign Mo Williams and like check on the radio to hear about updates. Like I'm dating myself. Like I care about the transactions. I want them to make trades, but listen, like we don't know who's gonna become available. And I say this because like when you look around the league you never know the next guy who's going to become available. We've seen it time and time again that guys are available that we didn't see coming. And this is the biggest part of this that I want to drive the point home. And that's that everybody's operating like Miami needs a damn top five player or an all-star, or an all-NBA addition to this team to contend and win a title. Who the hell says? Like, they got to the finals with the roster that they had and maybe it turns out that as they look around the league and they canvas and see what they can get like who's to say that they go to a team like Orlando and there's a player like Vucevic, Vucevic that could fit in or John Collins or um you know whoever else may become available I know we we're looking at Bradley Beal and Kyle Lowry the point is is that one there's a lot of other fish in the sea and two the fish that they need to get to win a title may not need to be a whale Although a whale is a mammal. And that is why I shall end guts check here.
0: Greg Sylvander, follow me at Greg Sylvander. Thanks to Anna Barai. Thanks to Alex Toledo. Thank you as well to our sponsors, mybookie.ag. Use the code five on the floor. Mention five reasons at you break wheel fix. You'll get fifteen percent off. And also our friend Eric Brown over at fivereasonsrealtor.com. Definitely work with him if you're buying or selling here in South Florida.
1: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.